Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Timms v. Indiana, certiori to the Supreme Court of Indiana. Argued November 28, 2018. Decided February 20, 2019. Tyson Timms pled guilty in Indiana State Court to dealing in a controlled substance and conspiracy to commit theft. At the time of Tim's arrest, police seized a Land Rover SUV Tim's had purchased for $42,000 with money he received from an insurance policy when his father died. The state sought civil forfeiture of Tim's vehicle, charging that the SUV had been used to transport heroin, observing that Tim's had recently purchased the vehicle for more than four times the maximum $10,000 monetary fine accessible against him for his drug conviction, the trial court denied the state's request. The vehicle forfeiture, the court determined, would be grossly disproportionate to the gravity of Tim's offense, and therefore unconstitutional under the Eighth Amendment's Excessive Fines Clause. The Court of Appeals of Indiana affirmed, but the Indiana Supreme Court reversed, holding that the Excessive Fines Clause constrains only federal action and is inapplicable to state impositions. The Supreme Court held, vacated, and remanded. The Eighth Amendment's Excessive Fines Clause is an incorporated protection applicable to states under the Fourteenth Amendment's Due Process Clause. The Fourteenth Amendment's Due Process Clause incorporates and renders applicable to state Bill of Rights protections fundamental to our scheme of ordered liberty, or deeply rooted in this nation's history and tradition. McDonald v. Chicago If a Bill of Rights protection is incorporated, there is no daylight between the federal and state conduct it prohibits or requires. The prohibition embodied in the Excessive Fines Clause carries forward protections found in sources from the Magna Carta to the English Bill of Rights to state constitutions from the colonial era, era to present day. Protection against excessive fines has been a constant shield throughout Anglo-American history for good reasons. Such fines undermine other liberties. They can be used example, to retaliate against or chill the speech of political enemies. They can also be employed not in service of penal purposes, but as a source of revenue. The historical and logical case for concluding that 14th Amendment incorporates the Excessive Fines Clause is indeed overwhelming. Indiana argues that the clause does not apply to its use of civil in-rem forfeitures, but this court held in Austin versus United States, that such forfeitures fall within the clause's protection when they are at least partially punitive. Indiana cannot prevail unless the court overrules Austin or holds that in light of Austin, the excessive fines clause is not incorporated because its application to civil in-rem forfeitures is neither fundamental nor deeply rooted. The first argument Overturning Austin is not properly before this court. The Indiana Supreme Court held only that the excessive fines clause did not apply to the states. The court did not address the clause's application to civil in-rem forfeitures, nor did the state ask it to do so. Timms thus sought this court's review only of the question whether the excessive fines clause is incorporated by the 14th Amendment. 
Indiana attempted to reformulate the question to ask whether the clause restricted states' use of civil in-rem forfeitures and argued on the merits that Austin was wrongly decided. Respondents' right to restate the question presented, however, does not give them the power to expand those questions. Bray versus Alexandria Women's Health Clinic. Particularly where the proposed reformulation would lead the court to address a question neither pressed nor passed upon below. Cutter versus Wilkinson. The second argument that the excessive fines clause cannot be incorporated if it applies to civil and rem forfeitures misapprehends the nature of the incorporation inquiry. In considering whether the 14th Amendment incorporates a Bill of Rights protection, this court asks whether the right guaranteed, not each and every particular application of the right, is fundamental or deeply rooted. To suggest otherwise is inconsistent with the approach taken in cases concerning novel applications of rights already deemed incorporated. See Packingham versus North Carolina. The excessive fines clause is thus incorporated, regardless of whether application of the clause to civil and rem forfeitures is itself fundamental or deeply rooted. The decision is vacated and remanded. Justice Ginsburg delivered the opinion of the court in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Breyer, Alito, Sotomayor, Kagan, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh joined. Justice Gorsuch filed a concurring opinion, and Justice Thomas filed an opinion concurring in the judgment. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at rhodesscholar80 at gmail.com. That's R-O-A-D-S and eight zero. Thank you.